Bill, as we're recording right now, you don't know what I have titled this episode. I have no idea. You know, I, I lost and found, uh, you know, F- Founder's Day. I don't know. I have uh, no idea. It's called Rihanna is Pregnant. <laughs> I just recently found that out. <laughs> I just wanted to let people know because I bet people don't know. You know, I bet they don't know because <clears throat> it know, hasn't been anywhere. It hasn't been anywhere, and also there could be a national crisis going on. There could be an epidemic, but we need to talk about Rihanna <laughs> and her parachute thing and whatever. You know, I, she's I, her music's fine. I'm not. A, I, I don't. I'm, I'm too old for it, I guess, but. It's amazing how one cultural icon can take over the entire stratosphere. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm glad you told me that because. Well, I just started, you know, a few episodes back of, of titling things in ways that will try to get more people to actually click. Oh, <laughs> clickbait. Yeah. You, bait and switch, clickbait, so shell I'm, game. I'm sorry if you're a Rihanna fan. We're not talking about her today. We're not talking about her today. <laughs> no, you can you can write a poem about her. We may discuss it in the but future. But stay with us. Stay with us. Give us Stick a chance. Stick around. Right. Now that you're here, you may as well, you know. <laughs> yeah, we are talking about sort of lost and found today. Lost and found. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Here on Wacky Porn Life, where my name is Sean. I'm Bill. And we come to you from the Rural Oklahoma Museum of Poetry every week. Yeah. Every week. Every single for week. Every gosh darn week. 69 weeks. I thought this we've been episode, doing it. Episode 69. Yeah. 69. And uh, we usually. We ain't uh, going talk- nowhere, folks. We're here. <laughs> you ain't getting rid of us. We usually talk about uh, a poem that someone has left in the museum. It's very interactive in here. And uh, but sometimes we don't like today. Right. We are sometimes just we talk stray about, from the path. Yeah, we take we, the path less traveled. Yeah, some of us more than others. Others, others, <laughs> more than others. You got cows on the brain. <laughs> yeah, I do have cows on the brain. My brother's cows in the pasture next to me have been particularly noisy the last few days. I'm not really sure what's going on, but just like all day and night. Whoa! Do we have? We may have some cow experts, some bovine experts out there. Who? Why are they? Uh, what do you call it when they make that noise? What's it called? Braying, um, mooing. I guess uh, that um, sound I make didn't sound like a cow, did it? It, it sounded like a really <laughs> distressed. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's the one. That sounds like uh, you know, right it, next to my bedroom window. That's that's what he's doing. You know, you know better she. But if I, if, I, if I were to be standing outside of your home and I would hear that, I would think, if, if that's coming from inside the house, I've got to call I've got to call 911. I've got to call Mays County Sheriff. <laughs> Something's going on in there. I don't know what's going some, on with them. We need some bovine them. experts to tell us what's going on because you need your rest. Oh, I'm okay. Are you okay? I just think I just noticed it more than normal. The cows okay. out. And but this episode is also not about cows. Not about cows either. We <laughs> we're disappointing them all over the place. It's not about Rihanna. Not about cows. What the heck? Okay. Well, let me mention though what why we you probably brought up cows because we were just looking at a bracelet that had a cow on it. Mm-hmm. So we have a friend of the museum who is a wonderful man. His name is Hugh Callery Jr. Everybody calls him uh, Hugh J. And uh, his father was Doc Callery. He was the the doctor in this little town in uh, in which we sit and where I grew up, Locust Grove. And uh, he is just a, a very generous, 
man. And he has made, he has this newfangled machine that makes all kinds of cool stuff. He's mm-hmm. made of socks and coffee mugs. And now he's brought some bracelets, yep. aluminum bracelets. Beautiful. That yeah. are, they are beautiful. There's a couple that have pirates on them because the mascot in Locust Grove for the schools is a pirate. And then there's one of Pipe Springs Park, which is a park here that's iconic. It's been here since the town was founded. And then he made one for Romp yeah, for the that museum. has our logo. Right. Yes, and on one side, it has the logo in the middle, and then on one side it has uh, a, like a city scene, and on the other side it has the country scene with a cow. With a cow and the tractor on one side, <laughs> and the houses and buildings on the other side. Yeah, and he just brought those in. He made them for free. He's given them to me for free, and so we're selling them as a fundraiser for the museum, it's $10 a, each. Yes, and also we need to mention they're unisex. They would look. They yeah. Would, they would oh, look. Yeah. Uh, it's a wide cuff, like uh, a really cool looking cuff bracelet, and it could go on. Uh, I wear cuffs all the time. My brother mm-hmm. wore cuffs, you know, sterling, and they're unisex guys or gals. Right. Great gifts. Right. And if you yep. don't live in the area and you want to purchase one, just uh, email us or call us, and we will, we will make that happen. Set the we'll trend. Be ahead you. of the trend. You'll, yeah. Everyone will want one. Yeah. Okay, this episode is also not about bracelets. Not about bracelets. <laughs> All kinds of, you know, this is just up and down. This is a roller coaster of emotion for me. What is this episode about? Well, it's a, a, about finding poetry in unusual places, I believe. Birds on a wire. Birds on a wire, you know, <laughs> unexpected surprises, uh, which are kind of the coolest in life, or the ones you do not expect, yeah. as long as they're not in, injurious to you. I think. Yeah, yeah, I guess. I said birds on a wire because that's the wine that, that Bill brought us today. That's, that's what it's called. Yeah. Birds on a wire. You know, and that, that, that's life a lot of the times. You balance on that wire. You don't want to fall forward or backward. You know, you just mm-hmm. kind of make the best of what you're sitting on. Mm-hmm. Could be a wire. Could be something else. Well, my eyeballs are always open when I'm out in the world to finding poetry. So I do, I do find a lot of it. And sometimes it's in handwritten signs or it's mm-hmm. a piece of paper with a list or a note on it that someone has dropped. But I guess most of the time the, the poetry I find that, you know, was not actually written as poetry has been things that people have written in books. So we've got some examples mm-hmm. of that. Mm-hmm. And um, on the when I originally posted that we were going to do this topic on Facebook, which is, if you're not friends with the museum, please go to Facebook. Be and, friends. Yes, Friend the Rural Oklahoma Museum of Poetry or follow us. And uh, I posted a sign I found in a cemetery. Uh, not too far from here. I think it was in Spavanaugh okay. Cemetery, right. which is a tiny town just right. north of us. And it was a handwritten sign, and you can see it if you're not listening to us from our website. Go over to wackypoemlife.com. You can see it, and it says, Please do not hull walnuts on the stones. Thank you. And then it has the person's name who wrote it. And this is in a in a cemetery. It took me a minute to realize what she was talking about. He was, yeah. she was talking about, because I thought, do not hull walnuts on stones. I thought this is a riddle. Then I thought, oh or no, some no, some kind of commandment, commandment, some, some that, book that, you weren't aware. Thou of. shalt not hull walnuts on thy stones. You weren't aware that that was one of the ten, were you? I was not. That's number eleven and a half. <laughs> but I thought, oh, 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 wait a minute. Someone is being disrespectful and hammering walnuts on the on the headstones of the of the cemetery. And I thought. Not cool. 
We don't do that. We're not a squirrel. Mm-mm. Don't do it. <laughs> yeah. So it was, uh, we were just wandering around. I love to wander around in cemeteries. Uh, there's so many stories. Are you and a, interesting are you a headstone there. rubber? Do you rub? Do you rub? I'm sorry. I that, have. that sounded suggestive. <laughs> I apologize. But uh, when you I put, knew a, what you were talking put a piece about. of paper in you. Yeah. Uh, it's very, you know, it's kind of a cool hobby. It is. I've done that before. And I actually, once when I was teaching at Bacon College in uh, Muskogee, that, that college is a historic uh, one. And there's an old uh, cemetery that's attached to mm-hmm. it. And in one of our classes, which is was a creativity class, we took some big pieces of paper and we went over to the, the cemetery and we did gravestone rubbings and they most of those kids had never heard of that kids yeah. college students they yeah. never heard of it and that was really cool you know i imagine there are people that actually travel around visiting cemeteries oh, cemetery me. uh what do you call it <laughs> you 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 for other but but have it have cemeteries be a destination mortophilia <laughs> and how often have you been driving along the road or the side road of state highway in uh small town there's the cemetery. You see that little green sign that says cemetery, cemetery. and an arrow. Or, yeah. or, or you see headstones or whatever right. to, to the – and you think well, there's a cemetery right Or you the see road. a row of cedar trees. That's almost cedar an trees. indication that cedar trees, there's going to be a cemetery there. Mm-hmm. But uh, I just found that, you know, please, in all capital letters, do not hold walnuts on the stones. Mm-hmm. I mean, that this person could have gone on and explained, mm-hmm. you know, why you shouldn't do that or – how this had happened or how they had found them or it could have just been full of profanity and mm-hmm. <laughs> the person could have said this is my mother's grave or my you know whatever mm-hmm. and it was just to me there was poetry in that little song was that attached to a gravestone or was that attached to a um i don't remember a- and i can't gate. tell i can't tell from the picture um i don't remember what it was attached to but i do remember seeing this was on the on the very edge of the cemetery, so there was a long line of, uh, of trees, and some of them were walnut trees mm-hmm. right there. And it was obviously not squirrels because there were big stones you could tell that somebody had used to pound the walnuts open with mm-hmm. on some of the gravestones. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, in, inappropriate, but uh, <laughs> absolutely. <Yeah. laughs> you know, we were— Commandment. Eleven and a half. I like that. Um, that reminds me, uh, many, many, many years ago, when I first moved to uh, Oklahoma, I was in in, in uh, healthcare, and there was an older older gentleman, a wealthy man in Tulsa, who uh, I was uh, would take him to and from appointments. And his wife, he had he had staff, he had housekeepers, he had uh, I I was I chauffeured him around and this and that. But his wife was a little bit concerned about the kitchen, and she left a note on the microwave. And it said, never, never, never take the last banana. <laughs> and I thought, you know, I, I remember I remember that. That has stuck with me for 40 years almost. Never, never, never take the last That's banana. Great. I, I should have taken it off and kept that. You I know, love that. Uh, he was a multimillionaire, but his wife was concerned about... The staff, I guess they were eating the bananas. And, and, and the gentleman, I won't, I won't say his name, was needing a banana and didn't it's, have a banana. It was like there being, being banana emergency. And if you know, <laughs> Potassium she, deficiency. In the emergency, she ran to the refrigerator, opened the door, and it wasn't there. And there was no banana. Precipitated bananas are gone. Yes, we have no bananas. Commandment 12 and a half exactly. there. Exactly. There we go. Never, never. Walnuts, <laughs> walnuts and bananas. We're going to need to make some bread here in a minute. 
happen, and a walnut bread. Gosh, I haven't had that in ages. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, I don't buy bananas just because they go bad before well, I can see, use I can't them. can't eat them anymore. And then I'm too it. lazy to make banana bread, so <laughs> there you go. There we go. There we go. <laughs> there, you, there you have it. So that, right. there's my story. You got a neat looking <clears throat> book over there. I do have a book. This is the guest log from our cabin. We have a little cabin here in Locust Grove, Oklahoma, a little that we just let friends and family stay for free because we like to see what they write in our guest log. <laughs> we go check it out afterward. Uh, our friend Josh Feist stayed with you during WordFest mm-hmm. years ago. Yes, Josh Feist was the director of the Big Read program when we uh, had a Big Read event here, and he's wonderful. Dude from Milwaukee yeah, the or Northeast, somewhere uh, up, up there. Up Midwest. Midwest. That'd <laughs> be the Midwest. Uh-huh. Yeah. Very nice guy. Yes. He stayed at the cabin. And I, I asked him to sign the guest log here. Mm-hmm. And uh, I went, this is from uh, April 27th of, of 19. So it's 2019, a, yep. Uh, four, almost four years ago. Wow. And so uh, he wrote us a, a nice little entry because we like to keep the cabin it's sort of like you stepping back in time you know mm-hmm. just kind of relax watch the foxes and birds and fish but he wrote of all the places I've stayed in my life this has to be the coolest and most serene you really have something special here thank you for such amazing hospitality and this is his poem what is at the end to where does that dirt road lead a sanctuary Peace and love, Joshua Feist. Awesome. I just thought that was that was the coolest thing. That yeah. was so unexpected yeah. that that made such an impression on him. Yeah, and haiku well, apparently is his, is his one of his hobbies. And uh, it was probably a incredibly apt description of the way you see the place too. It is. Right? Yes, it is. And so mm-hmm. that's kind of neat that somebody else sees it in the same way. I was thinking of that. Particularly sanctuary. I was thinking yesterday yeah. when I walked in the cabin and tur- turned the lock and when I enter and close the door, I smell aut- automatically smoke and cedar. Mm-hmm. Every time that's the way the cabin smells. It's a 1959-60 cabin. And when I close the door, it's like um, quiet. Mm-hmm. It's entering another space. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad that he was able to feel that uh, respite and that peace. And you've been there also. You oh, visited, yeah. you know. Yeah. And we've had people <clears throat> Thou come. shalt take a respite. Thou shalt take a respite. In this sanctuary. Oh, I need that over. I need that on the okay, wall. Okay, it's commandment 13 and a half. <laughs> I don't know why we're doing halves, but. <laughs> but that is, you know, we found, that was a found a poem yeah. that was unexpected. Excellent. And I have, I have revisited and read it over and over and over, and I have really. Enjoyed that. Mm-hmm. That's the only poem in this guest log, as a matter of fact. But well, I expect to find more. Well, I know. Yeah, I didn't write in there when I stayed there. Well, did we I? Uh, have not, I stayed there? I haven't stayed there. You, you, Bill, you, I have not stayed at your welcome, cabin. You, you have a key to all my other houses. You might as well have a key to the cabin. Um, you're, you know, you're welcome to stay there. You know, we need to have a sister night where we have a game night or something. Wine well, and I games. know. All right, here's another found poem I have, and this was in a box of old photographs that I bought at a yard sale, and the person who was selling them did not, they were not their families. He, in fact, I don't, I'm not really sure he knew where they came from, Uh, so he wasn't selling his family photos, but there was a bunch of family photos, and then there was this one. It's an old, old photograph on a kind of cardboard. There's a picture of it on the the website of a man and a woman. And they look, (laughs) 
<laughs> a little odd. He's facing the camera, looking straight at it, and she's kind of behind him and tilted. Right. Looking at him. He's quite distinguished looking. Yeah. And she's also, you know, they have their finery on. Uh-huh. Would that be Victorian, Sean? Um, late, late Victorian or No, I think this was the, the 20s. Or, wait, wait a minute. There's dates on the, on the back. So the photo is kind of interesting, mm. but what's more interesting okay. is the story on the back. Okay. And yeah. the story is very poetic. And it says, Rose Bishop, Mulvane, Kansas. George Curtis as a young man. So they're not married. Okay. He and Rose were engaged for nine years. But after he met Maddie Newkirk, he dropped Rose dropped her. to marry her. After Maddie died in 1904, so turn a century, okay. yeah, Rose was still available. But in 1907, he came to Missouri and married my mother. After he came to California to live with us in El Cerrito, Rose, who by then lived in Mississippi, she hired a detective agency to find him. She then wrote, and he answered her, I think she would still have married him, but, in quotation marks, no luck. No luck, because wasn't he already married to this other <laughs> yes. woman? Yes. Uh, yeah, I guess. It didn't say that the other one died, but she, she hired a detective agency to find him. This had to be around. She was smitten. 19, she was smitten. She wanted her man. She's going to find him, you know? <laughs> and quotation marks. Yeah. No luck. No luck. <laughs> no luck. No luck. Unrequited. The picture Unrequited. was uh, the photographer's name is A.W. Harden. And he had a studio in Wichita, Kansas. So I bet she talked him into going to this studio in Wichita and having this picture made. Because she wanted a photo of him. Yeah. I remember. And they were engaged for nine years. Yeah. Don't you think that should have been a clue? I think it, I think it's a clue. <laughs> if it's if 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 she if she ain't got a ring on it and nine years ain't gonna happen. If you know, if like it, he would have put a ring on it. Are you, know? are you gonna start saying I, Beyonce? No, 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 for no, us? because I can't. No, because the show is about Rihanna. Uh, I was gonna say we can't. <laughs> Beyonce and Rihanna—that's too much of a, a of a diva feud. We would we'd break the we'd break the internet with you know with the, with, the, with the different camps. But, but uh, isn't that just the? It's sad. Handsome it's guy, a very sad handsome story. guy. Yeah. You know, and and obviously she you know she was she was smitten. You know, she never found anyone else, I guess. And, you know, back in the day, women's value were in the men they they married. That yeah. was their perceived I mean, value. I'm sorry, their perceived value. But she couldn't find anyone. I mean, I, right. And just had to kind of follow him throughout his life. That's that's sad. Yeah. You know, that's <laughs> that's modern day stalker or, or that's Victorian stalker. Thou shalt not, not stalk, stalk the man. Who spurned you? That's right. All right. Right. What commandment are we up to now? 14. We had 14 or 14 and a half because we had 13 and a half. Okay. Yeah. I found this poem uh, after, after uh, oh, someone had stayed uh, at, at our home uh, years ago. I'm going to read it People to you. People are always staying at I'm gonna, your house, I'm going to read Bill. it to you, Sean, and see what you think about it. Okay. It sounded like a threat <clears throat> the way you said my threat. name. And I'm gonna see. I'm gonna see if it if it rekindles any memory with you. And I'll tell you the name after I read it. Okay. 
This is the river bordering western edges of my childhood, known but not like Snake Creek. Its shallows deep where I would learn how to be still, but like a current, fight. This muddy river is wise with stories of journeys and survival. The dark sleep of turtles sharing their long history with Spoonbill turning over in the deep. I sit here admiring the silence, your trio of dogs watchful on the deck, stubborn oak leaves rattling in suspense, sun catching the four of us in its net. Now I see the bark of the sycamore, like a fresh letter from a lost lover. Well, I assume I wrote that. You, that is Sean Perkins. That's a Sean Perkins original. That's a pretty damn good point. Sonnet. I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> you know, this creative, this creativity just flows out of you, and then you, then you, you know. But you I do need this, a copy of that. You, you do this every day. Well, I'll, I'll leave this with you. Okay. But this is a sonnet for Bill and Rob, yeah. and you left this on a, on a, on a, on a. When I was dog sitting, I guess. Yes, on a time. large uh, legal pad. Okay. And we have it framed. In our awesome. sunroom. Mm-hmm. Awesome. But I just thought, this is so cool that this inspired, you know, like the cabin inspired Josh. And I think you had a sunny afternoon on the back deck overlooking mm-hmm. the Shoto Bend, the water. Mm-hmm. And I think it rekindled some memories for you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, just down from your house, just a little ways north of it is the Low Water Dam. Mm-hmm. And uh, we used to go there quite a bit. And that's another thing besides the cows, because I live out that way now, too. Mm-hmm. I don't live that far from you. Um, besides the cows, the thing that's been really annoying lately is the whistle at the dam when yes. you're letting the water out. Yeah, it, used, it? it used to be, you know, just every once in a while or just at specific times, like at noon and then at six. Seemed like that whistle is going off all the time. It could be it, it could be two a.m. <laughs> yeah, and, and it, yeah. It, you call it a whistle. And it wakes me up. You call it a whistle. It's a siren. Well, it, yeah, it, it sounds like a tornado siren. <laughs> so you kind of think, okay, is there an emergency? No. They're letting water out. Yeah. But when I first moved there, I thought, do I evacuate? <laughs> you know, is this, an, is this a national emergency? What's going on here? No, it's like, oh, they're letting water out. Yeah. But normally in my little my little trailer in the woods, I, I don't hear much at night. And, you know, it's usually pretty quiet and dark. And it just seems like there's there's cows carrying on and the possum under my house. And there was a skunk there the other day. And the dam whistle going off continually. I mean, what the heck well, is it, going on? Exactly. You would think it would be peace and quiet, <laughs> but you've got a whole little bustling city out there. You know, varmints and, and, and sirens. and That just made me think about something that's totally off topic. but And it's not also not about Rihanna. But when So there's a low water dam. That is uh, west of us, and then there's the Markham Ferry Dam, which is east of us. I don't think it's called Markham Ferry now, but that's what it used to be called, and mm-hmm. so that's what I'll always call it. And um, so we're between the dams. And at one time I had this dream. It was kind of like the dream I had of, of this museum. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a dream that I had a hot dog stand down at the end of our driveway, and it was called Between the Dams. <laughs> <laughs> Damn dogs. Damn dogs. Damn dogs between the You know, dams. we're not going to call it between the buns because that would be too suggestive. We're calling it between the dams. My goodness. Damn dogs. Damn dogs. <clears throat> okay. Now, I have a, a book because a lot of them, my found poems are from books. In fact, I have written some books about things that I've found in books. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know, my book with books. Right. If you're interested, go to the book with bookwith.com. I've got three books that I've written about the notes that people have written in other books. Cool. 
Two of those were based on actual books I have. One of them was made up. But anyway, I've got this little book of verse, and it's called Our Own United States in Verse. And some, I think, probably junior high-ish type um, age girl owned this little book, and she wrote in it. And she wrote on the cover, and there's some little yeah. designs on the inside cover. And uh, then on the back inside, and you'll see a picture of this at wackypornlife.com because yeah. it's hilarious. <laughs> She's written with black marker. My life is not the best life in order. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. And she has nothing written next to those. And then she has number eight. My house. Boring. <laughs> you know, she was thinking and thinking and thinking. She couldn't it's think like, of anything to put I in have, there. I got nothing, folks. My my house boring. This is so. My life is so not the best. I can't even think of anything to put down except my house is boring. How interesting. You, yeah. <laughs> There's only, a point. If only you knew how good you had it when you were young. A lot of <laughs> lot of times, you, then adulthood come creeps along and. Snatches you up. Yes. Speaking of which, adulthood comes along and the things that come with adulthood and horrible things sometimes or just, you know, concerns yeah. that you don't have when you're a child. Right. So I was in a, uh, a uh, thrift store in Lawton many, many years ago, and I picked up this book of Ogden Nash poetry. Well, I picked it up because it was a book of poetry, mm -hmm. Ogden Nash poetry. And all the way through it, plus with some notes inserted in it, this woman had written with the red pen, for the most part, love notes to her boyfriend. Mm -hmm. A frantic love notes because they were both, you can tell from a lot of things she said, um, addicts. They, they both had children, but they both had uh, problems raising their children. And she was wanting a better life. Mm -hmm. And uh, so there's a note I'm holding right now where she, little on a little piece of spiral notebook that's kind of torn at the bottom, she's saying, let's be normal, job holding, ambition, hard work, determination, let us prevail, job holding, focus, please, let's job hunt, Monday, I want the White House and picket fence. Mm -hmm. What year was this? Do you think? Um, I've looked it up because she's not shy. I'm not going to give any names, sure, but she's sure. got their full names uh -huh. written in the book, plus the full names of her children. I've, mm -hmm. So I've looked her up. And I think this was in the 90s. 90s. Yeah. yeah. That she was writing this. And yeah. so, <laughs> and this is one of my books is, is about this book, mm -hmm. the, the book with the good intentions. That's mm -hmm. my third book in that series. And it's because... This is so ripe, all the things that this person wrote, mm -hmm. wrote, so ripe for poetry. So not like the poetry in the book, because <laughs> mm -hmm. Ogden Nash, mm -hmm. he was a humorous poet. Is you know, it, a lot of his nonsense candy poems. Candy is dandy, liquor is quicker. Was that Ogden? Um, <laughs> oh, that sounds like Dorothy Parker. Okay. But okay. they were similar. Okay. You know. But how and, interesting that that. Her her notes were more interesting by far than oh, what was yes. in the book. Well, and what's interesting too is on some of the poems, she circled things that he wrote in the poems, and she added her comment. She's totally misinterpreted mm -hmm. a lot of the poems because she was just so, you know, overcome with what she was thinking about that she's transferred her thoughts and feelings mm -hmm. onto his poems. Tragic and poignant. It is. 
Right. It is indeed. Fascinating. Yeah. So there's the the non humorous mm-hmm. <laughs> side right. to found right. poetry. <laughs> sure, sure. But what a treasure that you of all people to find this, you found it and Isn't you that crazy. And you yeah. of all people could really appreciate what she was going through, what she wants, her well, wishes, her desires, I her made, aspirations. Yeah, I made up a whole book about her. Yeah. I mean, of course, I didn't use any of their names, and I made up stuff. Do you ever wonder, <laughs> did she ever climb out of this hole? Did she ever make it? Well, yeah. it didn't. I'm not sure now. Okay. Actually, I haven't searched for her in a while. But uh, when you, I did search for her, it was not good. Do you, and so you, in, part of you does not want to know probably. I probably don't want to know. Okay. And she doesn't end up well in my book I wrote either. Okay. So, <laughs> so we're not going to send her a copy of the book, obviously. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> you know I see. I see. No, so yeah. there we go. Yeah. There's the other side. That is really cool. That is really cool. Isn't yes. Strange. Story within a story. Yeah. You know, in a way. Um, I've got a few other things here. Because <laughs> you know I collect this I, kind of I stuff. I do know. I know, yes. <laughs> the word attracts you like a magnet. <laughs> okay, so I found this book on eBay, and I particularly bought it because the guy who was selling it was talking about what was written inside of it. And um, it didn't cost very much, and I just thought, oh, i got to have that to see what was written inside of it, because he just hinted. Oh, sorry about that. So this is a a little hardback book uh, called The Conquest of Fear by Basil King, and which he originally wrote in 1921, and this is the 1948 edition of it. And on the inside cover and on the first page that's blank, This is written. It's a little bit long, but I'm going to read it. Okay, yes. Okay. I found this book in my father's things after he passed away, 1-8-71. To me, this was a surprise, as I never knew him to fear anything or anyone. He was a small man, 5'6", 130 pounds. He fought professionally, 1917 to 1923, with 311 pro fights, and only he and God knows how many backroom and street fights. He was a one-punch KO artist. He was a personal friend to Jack Dempsey. And there's some other name, and I can't, I can't read it after the Jack Dempsey. I can't mm-hmm. tell what it says. Um, and many other great fighters. I have seen him go up against men over 200 pounds and, quote, lights out. Yes, he had some losses, like the tie he, time he had a fractured skull when he got hit with one of those old heavy restaurant cups and the time a fellow almost chewed off his finger, and the time he was choked with his necktie. These are the ones that I remember, but he had to go back and hunt these fellows down night after night until he evened the score. But now I can see by this book that he had hidden away he had to face serious uh, he, he had to face three serious operations he had cancer and knew it and again he came out with that smile on his face he had his last street fight in december 1969 in front of the house 69 years old 99 pounds with a young punk i seen him the next day with the concrete rash on the side of his face smiling he told me again He didn't care how big or strong they were. He still had the instinct and bag of tricks. I'm going to loan this book to anyone that is facing the same fear that he must have had. Please return. Bill Mahoney. 
Oh my goodness. <laughs> you How believe cool that? is that? <laughs> How cool is that? And you know what I love? A concrete rash. I know. The you level know, of detail. A concrete now, I've never heard of a scuff on a concrete being a concrete rash. Well, I'm pretty sure that's what it says. Oh, oh, it's I'm, written I, in I'm, cursive I'm handwriting. No, doubt, but what no I mean is, but I mean it's written in cursive handwriting yeah. and I wasn't sure about some of it. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, what a scrapper. <laughs> What a little scrapper. Yeah. And just the way that his son has written about him is, to me, that was very poetic. Did you try to read the book? Or did you didn't even make it past this? The book is irrelevant. This is a gem. The book is, it's kind of, it's partly religious. And, uh, you know, it's just about finding your inner strength. Yeah. Yeah. A human story, a human story of making your way. But, you know. Oh, yeah. What's written on the first three pages? And I wonder, if the, the, I wonder if, the, if, the, if the back room brawls were under the table bets. But what a, you know, and you yeah. know, there was no protective equipment. No. You know, he must have got socked and hit and whatever, you know, uh, mildly concussed here and there. Right. right. Well, it's so like I said, the level of detail, this is what was so poetic about about it too. He was hit with a heavy restaurant cup. Yeah. You know what? Oh, I do know how those. We had those at Cook's Cafe when I was a, yeah. Yeah, a teenager. Someone who chewed off his finger and the time he was choked with his necktie. Yeah. Chewing, <laughs> chewing off a finger. That's a tough way to lose a finger. That's crazy. Yes, it is. Yeah. And so the guy's name is written inside of it. And Mahoney, and I it sounds like yes. an Irish fighter, just a tough Irish fighter. And I looked this up, but I can't, it's somewhere up east. I mean, I've, I'm pretty sure that I got this book a long time ago, and I think I've, I did find this guy. Oh, how cool. The dad, because yeah. he was. He was a pro uh, uh, he fighter. Knew, if he knew yeah. Dempsey. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 So, Sean, when you find a book, is the first thing you do is to look and see if there's any inscription, notes? Is that the first thing you do, or is it what catches you? Like if I'm looking at books in a thrift store or yeah. flea market or right. used bookstore. How would you know? Because there are thousands of books. You don't know. You know. This one, I like I said, I found on eBay, and I'm not sure what I searched for <laughs> to find it, but it had to have been something like books that are written in or mm-hmm. books with marginalia or something like mm-hmm. that to find it. Because yeah. the guy selling it was not, you know, the guy that owned this book or whatever. It just, mm-hmm. it was, you know, maybe he, like he said, he, he loaned it out to different people yeah. uh, to read who needed the inspiration. That is so interesting. Yeah. But I, in the, if I'm looking at them in the thrift store, I'm usually just looking at a title, you know, that's interesting to me. Yes. And if it's an older book, then, you know, flip through it because somebody might have written something interesting in it. And I probably told you 20, 30 years ago, I was looking at a, at an antique mall in Claremore and there was a box of Christmas cards some in envelopes some out of envelopes huge box of Christmas cards I wanted to buy them they were nothing now they cost more because they were vintage and Rob said they're all used they're all written in and I said (laughs) yes that's why I'm buying them they were not only written in they were written in the fronts the backs the sides wherever you could because that was how you that was how you corresponded yeah yeah and, it and was you so save int- money, get it all in Oh, one. get it, get all, yeah. get all the information in there. Yeah, it's a lost art. Yeah, it's a lost art, and I, I still have some of them, and I display them every year. So it definitely, is. I love the human touch. Yeah. yeah, well, it's like the photographs too. I mean, you can find an old photograph, but there's nothing written on it. It's just an old photograph. Mm-hmm. You know, there's not much you can do with yeah. it. Yeah, postcards but are this so one much with more the story. <laughs> so much more cool with the with the story on the back. Mm-hmm. Yes, I agree. One last one last little okay. thing yes, because yes, yes. Uh, I mean I have a bunch more but we we won't go into them. Uh, that's another that's another that's another cast. That's another but, but but one little thing because um, 
this is the the first book I wrote that was in that book with series is about a, an old English textbook, high school textbook that I found in a Salvation Army in Bartlesville, Oklahoma, when I was living there. But in back in the day, people bought uh, high school students bought their textbooks, and so they could write in them, and okay. you know they kept them. Mm-hmm. So this is one um, selections from English literature, and it has her name on the inside cover. And I can't remember right now. It's from 1928. And so she's written her name on the inside cover, Irene Chaffee. And one of the first things she's written on the inside cover, too, is Board of Education. (laughs) B-O-R-E-D. And then along the spine, she's written, Flunk early and avoid the rush. (laughs) (laughs) Clever. Clever girl. Yeah. And then she's got a little poem on the corner, on the on the inside cover, too. Algae met a bear. The bear was bulgy. The bulge was algae. <laughs> okay. okay. So, so there we go. Generational humor. Yeah. Now, the reason why that was fun, and on the, on the inside back cover, she's written the entire lyrics to I Must Have That Man, okay. that song. But the wonderful thing in this book was... In the margins of Macbeth, she and her friend that was sitting next to her were writing notes back and forth. Oh, cool. And that's about dances and uh, going out. And then there was also a note, a handwritten note in here that I have framed somewhere. It's not in here anymore, where she's talking about asking a guy to a dance. I can't remember what it's called right now, but it was... Girl's Choice, Lady's Choice. Sadie Hawkins. It was the okay. girl asked the oh, guy. All right, yes. Uh-huh. And they're talking about that, and she's she's afraid this guy doesn't like her because she won't go oh. all the way. Oh, okay. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Well, his intentions are not good. <laughs> if that's his intentions. Yeah. But there we go. Board oh, of Education. Board of Education. Flunk uh, now and avoid the rush. now, avoid the rush. <laughs> yes. Flunk now. All right. Yeah. Uh, that's what we got. That's what we got this well, week. We will need to do this again. Thank you, Rihanna. You're right. Thank you, for, <laughs> thank you, Rihanna, and, and for floating above the Super Bowl and getting this thing started. But we might need to do this again because, you know, this is, it, it's a large topic. Yeah. I've got another little notebook here that that's really it looks cool. Like a, it looks so. like a shopping list there. <laughs> yeah. with the, you know, nothing like shopping in heels. You know, with your pearls. Mm-hmm. Uh, so hey. Let's let's our tens of listeners out there. Our tens if and tens they of will tell us, did you like this? Would you like us to continue? Because we've got more. This examples. is off script. Okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. All right. So send a, 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 a go to our website. Go to wackypornlife.com, Find this episode, and then comment down below it if you would like us to continue. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Or you can also post you know post a comment on our our Facebook page, or you can send us an email. WackyPoemLife at gmail.com. Or send me a personal text, 555. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) (laughs) We need you. We need your feedback, please. Yes, we do. We're begging. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We are. Thank you all very much. Bye, guys. See you next time. (laughs) 